Hello and good evening, dear friends, and welcome to the Thursday edition of Ambassadors for Christ for Thursday, August 18th, 2022. I am your host, Anthony Florio. Blessed and honored to be joined, as always, by my dear friend and brother in Christ, the one and only Mr. Michael Keenan. Good evening, sir. How are you tonight? Good evening to you, too, sir. I'm blessed as always. How about yourself? Blessed as always as well, man. Life is good. No complaints here. No, that's all there is to it, man. It's a blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. That sounds good. Is there anything you want to share with us before I get into my uh, very important message tonight? No, I'm all set. The floor is all yours. Okay, just want to be sure as always. I have a simple question for all of you listening tonight. What does it look like to go and make disciples today? I'm going to give you the answer to that right here and now. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Great Commission appears toward the end of chapter 28 in the book of Matthew. Here, Jesus gives a command to his disciples, one that differs from previously established teachings. With all that he has taught them, Jesus has now tasked them with teaching others. Their new duty is to go into the world and do what he did to them. Go and make disciples. Commitment, though known by many Christians, is not one that all Christians aspire to uphold. One belief is that the commission was designated for the original disciples. Aside from these apostles, fulfilling Jesus' commandment, then, today, the only people who are noted as making disciples are missionaries. Some Christians not involved in missionary work tend to exclude themselves from the commission. The reasons vary. Some dislike travel, going to other nations, while others are opposed to social interactions with strangers, baptizing them. So here's our first bullet point of the evening. What does go and make disciples mean? Ostensibly, Jesus' commandment may read like missionary work, but is there a deeper meaning to making disciples, one that applies to all believers? The commandment was to make disciples of all the nations, which would include every country. Though Jesus does not say verbatim, all nations, could include those that are presumed to be Christian already. Even in areas dominated by Christian theology, there are bound to be people who do not subscribe to the faith. Not only that, but there are Christians who do not uphold every part of Christianity. Both of these types of people would benefit from discipleship. The modern day implication is that though someone is part, is a part of a Christian community or a part of a Christian nation, that does not exclude them from the disciple making process. They themselves can be made into disciples. Even those who seek to fulfill Jesus commandment benefit from learning as they work to perfect their faith in this process. The more we affirm others of Christianity, the more we reaffirm ourselves. What we can conclude from this evidence and through Jesus is that discipleship does not simply mean converting someone into Christianity. How do we know this? That brings us to bullet point number two. What does discipleship look like in the Bible? Jesus made disciples out of the original 12 apostles by living with them and experiencing life together. He did this in addition to sharing his teachings. Jesus didn't make them into disciples through a single moment. The moment each chose to follow Jesus and give up their old lives, 
they became disciples. But that was only the beginning. By living with Jesus, he made them into more complete disciples. Therefore, what Jesus has done for them, they can also do for others. This is Jesus' desire, desire expressed in the commandment. Further evidence for this interpretation of discipleship appears throughout the various books of the Bible. We read numerous accounts of Jesus performing different miracles, interacting with his disciples, and imparting words of wisdom. He encourages them to treat others the way that he has treated them. By living according to what Jesus preaches, people will recognize the apostles as his disciples, as evidenced in John 13 and 35. All of this proves that to be a disciple is more than just sending missionaries out into the world. Believing in Jesus is only a part of being a disciple. And seemingly everyone can play a part in a disciple-making process, even within their own nation. Next bullet point. The context and origin of Matthew 28, 19. Go and make disciples. Prior to the aforementioned verse in Matthew 28, we receive an account from the book's writer, Matthew, about the resurrection. Mary and Mary Magdalene visit Jesus' tomb, but instead of finding the Lord, they witness an angel. This angel informs them that Jesus has already left the open tomb and that they should go and tell the disciples. Jesus is waiting for them in Galilee. They are then reunited and upon seeing Jesus fall to their knees in worship. Soldiers, presumably the ones who witnessed the previous angel, reported what happened. Yet they were bribed to lie about Jesus' resurrection and say instead that the disciples stole his body. They accepted the bribe. After this detail, Matthew writes about the Great Commission. Note, since Jesus' commission follows the resurrection, Judas Iscariot, the betrayer, is no longer among them. This is why only 11 disciples are mentioned in the chapter. At the end of Jesus' commandment, he promises to be with his disciples to the end of the age, which means always, as evidenced in Matthew 28 and 20. Next bullet point, what does it look like to make disciples today? Now that we understand the context of Matthew 28, 19, and what we can interpret from Jesus' commandment, we can begin to reflect on what this process looks like in our own lives today. Every believer can partake in fulfilling the commandment, though the role we play may be uniquely set to our skills. There are people who feel averse to traveling and those who are opposed to social interactions with strangers. In any scenario, growth is established when we step outside of our comfort zones. Nonetheless, there are specific ways we can make disciples by first identifying our strengths. From there, we can find ways to serve. No matter which specific avenue of making disciples we choose, each will have these factors in common. The first factor, community. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, and if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. When we make disciples, much like Jesus did, we expand the Christian community. We also expand our personal network of contacts. Discipleship only exists within communities. The apostles were Jesus' disciples because they believed in him and trusted him. We, too, have to cultivate our relationships with people, make the most out of our shared experiences. Factor number two, accountability. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 27, chapter 27, verse 17, 
Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens another. With community in place, Christians can do their part to establish accountability. This involves people encouraging one another to further their understanding of Christ and follow his teachings. The Bible makes clear that all people sin, Romans 3 and 23. With that knowledge, we can each be aware that sometimes we choose the wrong behaviors over doing what is right. The more people we have to keep us on the right path, the more righteous we can be. Next factor, factor number three, service. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 15, verses 1 to 2, Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. Having a disciple or being discipled allows us to have a relationship where we can serve someone else. Jesus blessed his disciples and they did their part to serve him. Moreover, people who did not previously know Jesus discovered him at times through miracles. Jesus served the community and in turn, many followed him. And our final factor, love. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 4, verse 7, Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Discipleship is only possible when we have love for the other person. No one wants to be taught by an unloving teacher, and no unloving teacher will effectively teach someone. If we are to make disciples like Jesus, we must possess love in our actions. Once we perfect love, our ability to make disciples will not be thwarted, at least not by our own actions. We will be acting in a way toward others that Jesus has called us to do. Not only that, but the world will easily recognize who we serve, as evidenced in John 13 and 35. We can make disciples of all the nations, but first, we have to make disciples of ourselves, maintaining a teachable mindset while we help others to grow alongside us. Let us pray. God help. God, help us to obey this command. Help us to believe your authority, Lord Jesus. Help us not to be afraid of anything, anyone in this world. Lord, help us to be bold in our lives and as witnesses in relationship with the people we live around, the people we work with. God, help us to make disciples. Lord, help us to obey this command. We don't want to get to the end of our lives. None of us do. None of us wants to get to the end of our lives, look back and realize we've not done the one thing you told us to do before you left. Jesus, help us to make disciples today, this week, this month, this year in our lives. Help us to make disciples. We pray that you would use our lives to cause other people to know your love, to begin relationship with you. And Jesus, we trust that you will empower us for this, that you will embolden us for this, and that your presence will be with us until the day when we see your face and we will physically be with you forever. So we hold on to that promise and we pray. Help us. Help us to be faithful to your commission from this day until that day. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen is right. You better say that again because that was awesome.
Well said. Bless you, brother. Appreciate the compliment as always. And that's our number one goal of this podcast, to make disciples. Well, so, we did it. Praise the Lord. And with that, we have one other order of business on, on, this, on this evening. And Mike, we know what that is as always. The daily scripture of the day. Yes, sir. And it comes to us tonight from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verse 13. That's the book of 1 John, not the book of John, 1 John, chapter 4, verse 13. New King James Version for any new listeners out there, as that's the translation of the Bible my church and I read out of. And it reads simply as follows. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Nice, man. Very nice. Amen, brother. Amen. So with all that, that will put the bow on this Thursday edition of Ambassadors for Christ. We want to thank you all so very much for listening this evening. We'll be back with you Sunday night, unless something comes up, of course. Oh, and this time we'll, we'll reconvene on Mike's Anchor channel for, for the Sunday edition of Ambassadors for Christ. So until then, for everybody who has been a part of this one, bye for now, dear friends. God bless. Be good to each other. Have a blessed rest of your week and weekend. And until Sunday evening over on Mike's Anchor channel for the Sunday edition of Ambassadors for Christ, you've been listening to the Thursday edition of Ambassadors for Christ right here on my Anchor channel here on Anchor.fm. And as the late, great Lawrence Welk always used to say at the end of his shows, keep a song in your heart. While we here at Ambassadors for Christ also say, keep the word of God in your heart. And as our dear friends, Reverend Kyle McIntyre and Pastor Carl Russo always say at the end of their sermons, nobody is greater nope. than Jesus. Nobody. 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 God bless you is our prayer. Okay, sir. I'll talk to you Sunday night. Have a nice weekend now. Bye for now. Amen, brother. Same to you and yours. Bye for now. Bye for now, my friend.